Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,446. My dad and mom tell me that my first word was car. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car have two cars or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest. Calling in from Ontario, California, Tony Avery. Hey, Tony, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am, definitely. All right. Uh, This lady always is, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Tony got in on the ground floor at the Porsche Experience Center in Los Angeles, California, as the only full-time female driving coach where she not only obtained world-class training in driving and right seat coaching, but also became a Porsche certified driving instructor, able to handle any vehicle in their lineup. After two and a half years at Porsche, Tony now brings her talents to HG Trackside as the Director of Communications, in addition to other automotive companies assisting in marketing and social media. In addition to the Porsche Experience Center, Tony also sits in the right seat with teen drivers for the Brakes Program, a teen defensive driving program that travels the country aimed at helping teens become better, safer drivers. Brakes was founded by past two-time Cars Yeah! guest Doug Herbert. For those regular listeners, or if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to this story. It's absolutely wonderful. Tony also holds the SCCA Full Competition Racing License, her website and social media channels are titled girlsdrivefast2.com, where she focuses on sharing her passion for automobiles with others. 
So, Tony, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we jump into the questions, though, before I jump into the driver's seat with you, or maybe we'll reverse that. I'll let you drive today. Take a moment, share a little more about your career and your very obvious passion for automobiles and driving pretty darn fast. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so my career in automotive actually started with journalism. I sort of fell into journalism accidentally. Um, I was up at Monterey Car Week with my dad and a local Jaguar club magazine asked me to write an article on my experience for that particular summer. And that article turned into more and more contributions with other um, titles. And I eventually got a job at what is now 10, the Enthusiast Network, uh, working under the umbrella of Motor Trend and European Car and a few other online web publications. And then I eventually started my own website, girlsdrivefast2.com. Just started sort of just sharing my passion for all things automotive. And then it eventually became an actual website where I review cars and uh, cover events like Monterey Car Week and other track experiences that I have. Be careful what you say yes to. It might just turn into a career, right? <laughs> That's what I get from this <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> That's very yep. cool. I think it was neat that you're with your dad, too, at, at the Monterey Historics. Uh, I've been attending that event for 30 years now, and uh, I try and try to get my daughter to go. She just has no interest in cars. Uh, my son, though, he attended with me 18, 19 years in a row, so uh, now he's off on his own career. Hopefully, I can get him back there one of these years. Well, as we continue on your journey, though, I want to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars, yeah? So, Tony, grab the wheel. So, a lot of times I get messages from people asking, how do they do what I do? How do they become a journalist? They've been thinking about switching careers. My response is always, if you can imagine doing something else that excites you, or if you are willing to not make money for a while, or not be successful, or come across a lot of hurdles, automotive is probably not for you, especially automotive journalism. It's pretty tough, especially with print. So I always suggest if you have another passion that you can see yourself doing, then this is definitely not the career for you because... I can only think of doing this for the rest of my life. I can't think of doing anything else. So that's how I know this is for me. This is for you. You know, one of the things I suggest to people, and it's similar to what you've said, if they want to make a drastic career change, plan for it. Create what I call a runway, a financial runway, especially if you're going to start your own business, so that you've got some time there that you don't have to make an income because it's very hard to jump into something new Unless you just go work for somebody, but who wants to do that? Uh, you know, in the case of, of most of, of the people I have on this show, they're entrepreneurial like you are. They do a variety of things. They do a lot of different things. So you need to plan this out because otherwise it can def- be defeating pretty quickly. And then you feel like, oh, this was a bad choice. Why did I do this? And you'll never come back to it or kind of a side hustle thing, you know, at night, right? I, I would right. Say, yeah. Yeah. How much time do you have in your day? If you're at the office eight, nine hours a day, There's still a lot of hours left aside from the hours you sleep. So, you know, don't waste time watching TV or parties and stuff. Start doing what you love. So, well, let me ask you this. If if somebody, if I was asking you, I wanted to go into this field and you you kind of scared me off a little bit there with that. (laughs) What would be a way that you would say, however, Mark, if this is what you really see yourself doing, 
Here are a couple steps you should take. What would you, how would you advise me on that? Well, kind of along the lines of what you were saying is don't jump 100% into it initially. Maybe start a blog or see if you can contribute for free for somebody and just get some experience and see if you actually like it. And then if you're starting to gain success and people are actually wanting to pay you for your work, then you can consider moving forward with that. Yeah, that's good advice. I remember when I started this podcast, uh, I was probably about four months in, somebody contacted, I hadn't contacted anybody about monetizing and advertising. And somebody contacted me, I thought I was doing backflips across the room. Like, oh my gosh, somebody cares. Somebody likes me. Somebody listens to me. And then when I got that first check in the mail, I, I seriously, I thought I almost cried in the driveway. I was just like, oh my, oh my gosh, this can actually work. I can actually do something I enjoy, share things with others. And actually make a living at it, this is incredible. So yeah, yeah you gotta build yourself a path because it's it could take a year or two or three before you're back to where you were money wise. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. might have to do a couple things too. So uh you know, you're yeah. very diversified in what you do. So you've you've taken a path where you can say, okay, I'm gonna do four or five different things. So I've got multiple in- income streams. So you've kind of skilled your business. <laughs> Yeah, nice. I, I sort of fell into all of them, actually. You know, not a bad thing to fall into, sitting in the right seat at the Porsche Experience Center or riding yeah. for uh, companies that need your help. So nicely done. Very cool. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car gal? I honestly don't remember a time where I wasn't. My dad and mom tell me that my first word was car. Really? Oh, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I started going to Monterey Car Week when I was about two years old. Every single year, I would detail my dad's cars with him. He'd let me just start on wheels because uh, that was honestly all I could reach. And <laughs> I was so little, he didn't want me messing up the paint or anything. The paint, yeah. It's hard to hurt a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would just show his cars together. we go to a ton of car shows, all these automotive events and uh, go and drive together. And it was just kind of always a part of my life. It didn't really seem like anything different. So when mm-hmm. I meet somebody who didn't really know anything about cars, I was sort of confused because <laughs> I grew up knowing all of that and What's experiencing it. And thought, well, everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's fun. So when you were young, say in high school and you were dating, did you always kind of surprise the guys when you started talking about cars or like, what? Yeah. You know, it's weird to be honest. Guys weren't didn't seem as impressed as I thought they might be because I was like not only a girl that liked cars, but I was the only kid in school that drove a manual too. Oh, so, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was like they were intimidated by it or intimidated <laughs> or something, but it really didn't so. <laughs> strike a chord with like a on a that's awesome basis until probably I actually started working in the industry, which is after yeah. college. Well, see, you were just going out with the wrong guys. That's all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> find some car guys. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you know, both my kids, I taught them how to drive on a manual. And uh, we had a 1972 Porsche 911S. So they both learned to drive on that car. And I did that for a reason. Because even though my daughter wasn't into cars, I hoped my son would be. But I wanted them to be able to say that's the kind of car I learned to drive. So, and, and it's a pretty easy car to learn to drive in, too. It's, it's a pretty easy car to learn to drive a stick shift in, I should say. Some people may think that's odd, but no, just keep the revs up and you'll do fine. So slip the clutch a little bit and you're on your way. 
Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. I'd love for you to share a big challenge in your life or business, maybe even a big failure. And the reason I like this question is it's more about the learning experience and then how you came out of that time that was perhaps difficult in a really positive way. Yeah, good question. So it took a few years in the industry before I started facing any real struggles. I remember two distinct times when I had someone actually sit me down and tell me that I should give up and that I'm not going to make it and I'm not going to succeed or go anywhere in this industry. And instead of letting that determine my life and my career, I instead decided to completely ignore them (laughs) and continue and just reevaluate. Maybe they do have a point in this respect that maybe I'm naive or maybe I need to improve on this part of my business, something like that. I tried to look at it that way instead of, yeah, they're definitely right. I should give up. And then I would push forward and just kind of, if I ever encountered anybody like that again, I always tried to keep my distance because negativity is not ever fun to deal with, but it definitely shapes and changes who you are. And it definitely, those two people in particular definitely pushed me harder because of what they said. Well, good for you. You know, comes to mind when you talk about this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you listen to his story, his speeches about how many times he was told, no, you're too ugly. You're too big. Your name's too weird. You you have a weird accent. You can't speak. You'll never be in the movies. And I mean, he was told that hundreds of times, but that guy didn't give up. And obviously they were all wrong. You know, he he, oh, did, yeah. he was definitely Very. successful. But if you listen to some of his stories, that's what he heard. So let me ask you this. From that learning experience, other than the negativity part of those folks, how would you advise somebody who hears that from someone? Could be a family member, which is kind of hard to hear sometimes, or it could be a friend or could be a client that they try to do work for. What would be the best thing that person could ask that person who is telling them they should give up? that might give them a different perspective to not give up, but to try to improve. Can you think of a question or two you might ask that person? Like the people that told you that, if you could sit down with them now and show where you are and have the confidence that now that you had, then I'm not saying you didn't have confidence, but you know what I mean. What would be a couple of good questions to ask them that might help not them change their mind? Because you really don't care about changing their mind. It's more about what can you learn from this experience? I'd probably ask... Did you ever struggle coming up in this industry? I find that highly <laughs> unlikely <laughs> that you didn't. <laughs> now I wasn't expecting that one, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're new at something. Um, and right. both times I, I encountered these people, I was new at what I was doing. So, you know, were you ever new at something? Of course you were. Everybody is. And if you ever asked for help, how did somebody help you? Did they say give up and never pursue your dreams or they say this is how you do it yeah or this is how you can improve yeah well they don't sound like good leaders that's for sure Definitely not, <laughs> not the best mentors that's for <laughs> sure so uh yeah well you know we're all gonna hear that and you hear that all the time is you know don't listen to the naysayers and so uh i like to spin it that way uh, with people that are like that and say well what would you do differently than what i just did how could you help me improve Because typically, if you ask somebody, how can you help me? I don't know too many people that are going to say, well, I can't. You're just a loser. (laughs) At that point, you know to get up and walk away. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good thing to ask. Well, how can you help me be better? Can you exactly. offer me some suggestions? You know, yeah, ask questions. Yeah. I always say that. I used to teach my kids that whenever they encountered challenges with other people. I would say, don't argue with somebody. Just start asking them questions, especially when it comes to, let's say, politics or beliefs in things. Instead of saying, well, you're an idiot, because just say, why do you think that way? Where does that experience come from? Who taught you that? Just keep asking questions. It usually makes them crazy and they shut up and walk away. Almost works every time. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. That first car that you got, maybe it's a motorcycle, I don't know, a truck. Uh, but that first vehicle that you finally got and said, ah, finally, I wanted some, something like this forever. What was it? And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Probably, well, my dad and I ordered, he always likes to order his cars um, from the factory because he's very specific. So my dad and I went to order a 2005 Lotus Elite when it first came out. And the closest dealership was in San Luis Obispo at the time. One of my favorite memories is actually going up there with him and ordering the car and then picking it up with him as well. And then not realizing that years later he was going to give me the car. Oh, wow. Yeah, for college graduation, which I thought was crazy. Very nice. So, yeah, I had that car for a little while. It was super fun. It was such a unique car that kind of turned heads because it was so interesting looking and tiny and exotic and I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I know that's not really how you describe cars, but it was very cute. No, I I can hear that (laughs) about that car. I think it's cool. And kind of those cars that Elise is a nice female name to it. Sounds like a female, at least to me, Elise. (laughs) Uh, It's got beautiful lines and fun car to drive. I've been able to drive on a track and uh, oh my gosh, it is like having a little race car, isn't it? It totally is. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is not the most powerful car, but it's definitely a driver's car. You really have to wind it out. It handles great. Um, my dad and I took a couple, when they had these schools, we took a couple of the, the Lotus schools out in Spring Mountain. So it was fun to drive someone else's Lotus on a track. <laughs> yeah. It's always it fun like. to drive anybody else's car on a track. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think race car drivers like that so much? Yeah. Yeah. Just ring it out and do whatever I want. So, uh, well, <laughs> What was your favorite thing about driving that car? Mm. Well, one of the things that I love so much about British cars specifically is that they have a personality. They don't just, you're not just driving them around. It just feels like you're connecting in the car. It sounds kind of goofy, but the car seems like it has a soul. And every time you drive it, it, it kind of expresses that to you. And I felt like I was driving the car. The car wasn't driving me. Every drive I went in that car was an experience. And I don't know, it's just such a special car. What color was it? It was Storm Titanium, which is a kind of medium dark gray metallic. Okay. Well, probably a good color for a little sports car. So you don't stand out too much. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe your dad was thinking all the way along there instead of (laughs) bright yellow or lime green or one of the crazy colors. You almost got the orange, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well. I might have gotten you a few speeding tickets, maybe, but uh, definitely, yeah, very cool. Well, is that your seller's remorse story? Is that the car you wish you'd kept, or is there another car in your life that you wish you still had? I mean, yes, I do wish I had that car still, but it was actually a car my dad had that I wish we never sold. He had a 1972 Alfa Romeo Montreal, super unusual car, very pretty. I was too young to drive it, so. 
by the time you sold it, I never got the chance to drive that car. Um, but we always showed it. And it's one of two cars he's had his entire life that was black. And he said, you never do that again because they're nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I couldn't um, own a black car. You'd find me hanging in the garage from oh, a God. chamois. I'd just go insane. So Seriously, it. yeah. It was a gorgeous car and I loved riding in it. And the day he sold it, I remember running after it in the street, crying oh, for the guy no. to come back with the car. Oh, no. How old were <laughs> so, you? Um, this was in 1999. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a while back, but I I don't <laughs> even know enough to drive. So oh, fun. yeah, that's it, funny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a while ago, but I never give give up on that one. I always give yeah. a hard time. Yeah, no, beautiful car. Yeah, very yeah. unique car too. You don't see a car like that around too often. So, no. very cool. Well, your guy like your your dad like challenging cars, the Montreal and Lotus Elise, both cars that need a lot of attention, I would think, versus maybe Porsches or something that isn't quite so <laughs> exotic, but uh, definitely has some great taste. Well, I would love for you to share a lot more with us about all the endeavors you're involved in with Girls Drive Fast Two, uh, HG. I mean, the driving experience of Porsche. Uh, what has you really excited and fired up about what you've done this year? And then we're about to go into the new year. And what do you have to look forward to that looks like some fast, fun, exciting times? <laughs> so with Girls Drive Fast 2, I'm just trying to get uh, more cars to review. Um, I've got a car coming tomorrow that I'll be reviewing for the week. And I mean, I just recently went to SEMA for the week, which is exhausting, but very fun. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of aisles <laughs> to walk down. <laughs> oh my God. I'll be working with brakes more next year. I have a few weekends coming up this year as well, working at Porsche as much as I can as well. I have a few projects in the works that are still in their infancy. So they're a bit new, but those will also be happening next year. I'm also, yeah, with HG Trackside, the cool thing about that particular project is whenever we have a race weekend, for the most part, I get to go. So that I can take pictures and things like that. So I always love being at the track and following all the progress with that. Cool. Sounds like an exciting year ahead for you. Let me ask you one question about being in the right seat. Uh, mainly we're talking about for those folks that haven't been to a driving school or an experience center is they typically don't send you out by yourself. Uh, you have somebody sitting next to you in one of these nice cars. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you sitting in the right seat? Oh my gosh, there are so many stories I could tell you. I'll bet. Oh, uh, well, that's why I said the craziest. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Oh, here's a good one. So at Porsche, we get to do these things called demo laps or demonstration laps, which is where we as coaches drive a client around at what would be considered seven tenths of a lap, so seventy percent of our ability around the handling course. And seven tenths for most people feels like crazy. Like it's yeah, a roller coaster like and they're holding on for dear life. Yeah. yeah. And we're just like totally fine because it's not at a 10 tenth pace that so we can definitely control it. Uh, we had a night where we were taking hundreds of people around. So we were in Panamera so we could load up more people. And I got a, a man and his wife. The wife sat in the back seat and the, the man was up front. And I started going down the track. And we start with launch control. And in the Panameras, it's really insane. So I go down this first straightaway and I make my way into the very first corner and the guy is screaming at the top of his lungs. 
The man in the front seat? Oh, the man. Yeah, the woman in the back seat said nothing the whole time. He was <laughs> freaking out. And I'm like, oh, are you okay? I thought he maybe was car sick or something. That happens all the time. And he's like, no, you're going too fast. And you're driving outside the lines. And I said, sir, those lines are not, <laughs> you know, lines that you see on the road. It's not a lane. It's just, you know, yeah. outlines the course. Like, that's this the line the of the course. Six- Driving experience, for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> it's because this I went over the white line. He thought yeah, he I was thought going off the road. And I was like, no, no, no. This is the line on this particular corner. And he was like, take me back, take me back. He was completely freaked out. Wow. Um, his wife said nothing. Uh, <laughs> I think she was probably really embarrassed because he was so yeah. scared. But yeah, that's just an example. <laughs> Here, hold my beer. Let me show you what this car can do. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've heard that a few times too. I'll bet you yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, it's pretty weird being in the right seat. I, I've been in experience before. I had an experience at the Pacific Raceway with Bentleys. I was invited to a day with Bentley and they had several of their models there for us to drive. They had instructors, of course, but they would load us up in a car. And the second car I got in was a GT. They let, I was with my old business partner and this other young guy, and they let him drive. He was completely out of control. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing. And the, and the instructor kept saying, break, 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 you know, no, no, turn it, turn it, you know. And you could tell the driving instructor was getting a little irritated with this guy because he would not slow down. And I'm in the back going, I want out. This guy's going to crash. And uh, so finally... <laughs> Finally, we in the back seat started yelling, stop the car, we want out. <laughs> and the instructor kind of looked at us with his eyes, and I winked at him. And so he's like, you need to pull over right now and stop. These guys, you know, you're going to hurt somebody. And uh, luckily he did. And we didn't get out because we're in the back side of the track. But he said, okay, you need to drive back slowly. And the guy kind of got mad, you know. He was like, well, I have a Bentley. I know what I'm doing. He said, oh, I can dude. assure you, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and we got back. We, yeah, we both got out and we're like, never getting in a car with you again. They actually asked him to leave. He was really out of control. And I would imagine you encounter that from time to time. People, they're just seriously way out of their skill set. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> um, especially, you know, if it's like an ego thing or if it's just a guy that has some experience. Um, and comes in, you know, carrying his helmet or something. And, and, you know, we're not a race school. We don't have helmets. I don't have a steering wheel on my side of the car. I don't have a brake pedal. I, I'm supposed to be coaching you on what you should be doing and safety and all that. And thank God for emergency e-brake handles that we're <laughs> able to pull. <laughs> yeah. And then the new 911 just got one in the center of the car. And we're so excited about that. But <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you next yeah. you need an ejection seat. Well, I'm sure you've encountered just about every crazy person out there, but uh, I don't think I could do it. You've got a lot more skill set <laughs> than me. That's obviously and a lot more patient. Patient. So, Tony, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street 
and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at com. All right, Tony, we are back and I have a bit of an interesting question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Tony be and why? Oh, this is a tough question. Um, I feel like I might be an endurance race car oh cool um and the reason yeah the reason being is one i like to go fast and the other is i just keep going and going and going and going and pushing (laughs) (laughs) and i don't give up on my career the things that i want out of life yeah perfect answer i like it Cool. Endurance racer. <laughs> Maybe like a one of those 911 rally cars, like the 959 oh, or... Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love the, the 959. Paris, <laughs> Paris to Dakar or something like that. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. All right. We are entering what I call the last lap. This is a place you've been many times. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that rally car throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? You know, looking at this, I just don't like <laughs> that particular question. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, I always tell people, think about, you know, advice from someone else. Now, this could be your dad because he had a big influence on your automotive life. It could have been a driving instructor. could be a co-worker. Mm, very simple, but say yes to everything until you have to say no. Ah, I like it. Yeah. Give everything a shot. Give it a chance. I've always said that. Way back in my life, if you ever have a chance to go somewhere and experience something, never say no. So always go do it. Yeah, you'll you'll never forgive yourself because you may not ever get there again. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? Uh, probably being able to multitask 
and being very detail-oriented. Important for what you do, for sure, especially when you're doing so many different things. How about a resource? Yeah. Is there one resource in particular you think our listeners should pay attention to? And I racked my brain on this one, too, and I couldn't think of anything. You know, you're allowed to be self-serving here. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to say myself. <laughs> well, girls, you, your website, your your social media. Yeah, okay, girlsdrivefast2.com. I, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I I would encourage people to uh, to go to that website and check it out. I think it's great and fun. So there you go. Girl Drive Fast 2. That's okay. You're right. a great resource, whether you think you are or you're not. I know you are. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Oh, uh, I'd say Nikki Lauda. Oh, okay. Nikki Lauda. Now, why Nikki Lauda? I found his story so fascinating, and I followed everything I could find, documentaries, articles, movies, anything I could find on him and his relationship with James Hunt. found it to be so fascinating, and also just how hard he had to try to become the driver he was. It wasn't like a James Hunt situation where he just had raw talent, and he could just go out and drive like crazy. He's very technical, and he had to work really, really hard to get to where he was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fascinating guy. Of course, we sadly lost him this year, but uh, what a legacy. What a life. Um, incredible. The movie was great, but I think his book and the life about, or the story about his life is much, much more in-depth and, and more detailed about the uh, the kind of character that he was. Interesting guy. I think he probably came across a bit rough with people sometimes because he was <laughs> yeah. so stern, you know, but. That's what got him. I mean, he had an airline, for goodness sake. Incredible yeah. businessman as well. So very cool. How about a book? Kind of mentioned a book there, but is there a book that you think our listeners should read that you've enjoyed? Mm, oh, my gosh. I have a ton of car books in my library, and I'm actually looking at them right now. I just recently got a book, Seven Years of Porsche Sports Cars. I think it was a gift. Not just a super interesting one, just kind of looking through and seeing all the history because even being an instructor, there's obviously things I don't know. So flipping through the pages and learning a little bit about different, more obscure vehicles is pretty interesting. Okay. Well, we'll put that one down. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these resources that Tony has shared today on her very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Tony, T-O-N-I, Avery, like the label, and her name will pop right up. All right, Tony, this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet and park it in your garage. But there are some rules to this game since I'm writing the check. One is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. I don't think that's a problem for someone like you. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with uh, or fund a racing program or anything else. You got to keep it. And it's the only one cool collector type car you can have in your garage. What's it going to be? Oh my gosh, this one I had to dig deep. <laughs> I really did have to dig deep because there was a lot of really amazing cars that I wanted and mm -hmm. they're all too expensive to drive because I'd be scared. Well, see, in the fantasy world that is cars, yeah, uh, you can drive them. Nothing will ever happen to them. They'll never get a bug splat or a paint chip. They'll be perfect hmm. always. Yeah, it's a fantasy what world a here, cars, yeah. <laughs> Still probably go with something my dad had at one time, say Alfa Romeo 1750 GTV, another one I never got to drive until he cool. sold it 
and I did an article on it from the guy that bought it from him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What did you so like about that car? Oh, it's just kind of like the Lotus. It has such a personality and a soul, and it's just so quirky, and I think it's gorgeous. And, you know, it would be great little daily if I really wanted to do that, or it would be cool little show car, or uh-huh. even a little autocross car if I really wanted yeah, yeah, those cars are great for that. I've got several friends that race those cars. Uh, those, the GTDs, and of course, the uh, the Holy Grail, the GTA. Sure, you don't want a GTA instead of a... <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay. Well, I'm, tell- I'm buying, <laughs> so, you know, don't be afraid. Step up, you know. I'll buy you whatever you like. Yeah, the GTA, of course, for those listeners that don't know these cars, more performance. A lot of those were raced. Wonderful cars. I have a good friend, Bill, who... Uh, had one and raced one for a long time, and uh, fantastic car, a really cool car. So uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to get you an A GTA. Sorry, <laughs> if that's okay I'll with you. It. I mean, I'll get you a V, but come on, you're you're a racer. You need something a little faster. So uh, we'll see what we can do there. What color would you like that to be? So I make sure I get the right one. Oh, it's got to be red. Red, yeah, of course. Yeah, red. Yeah, my <laughs> buddy's bill was red with a yellow nose. The front had kind of a band, Ooh, yellow yes. band around it. Yeah. I know uh, exactly Yaku which Rint one you're talking about. raced his car originally, which is pretty cool. Ooh. It had a really wow. wonderful history, yeah. So, uh, nice. Well, Tony, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew this would be fun. I knew you'd take care of me. We haven't hit any walls or gone off the track. <laughs> I don't mind going over the lines once in a while. I haven't screamed once today, so <laughs> I'm not a difficult student. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to uh, shout out to Mariana Small for introducing us. Very kind of her to do that. Thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the track in that Alfa Romeo? (laughs) Something I've kind of had to push on myself and something my parents have really pushed on me is even if the idea of starting something or doing something new is scary, just try it. Just do it. Because the worst that can happen is you do it the one time and you do it never again. Or the best that can happen is you continue to do it for the rest of your life and you love it. There you go. Or you could end up interviewing 1,446 people <laughs> like me. There you Who'd go. have thought? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'll give this a try for a year while my wife was recovering from an illness. And here we go. I'm still doing it. But I'm having fun. I always say what I'm doing is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get, but it's always <laughs> very sweet. So. You've made it very nice for me today. What are the many ways that people can follow along with you and what you're doing? Oh, well, my website, girlsdrivefast2.com, and that's T-O-O. Um, my Instagram, girlsdrivefast2 as well. And I have a Facebook page under the same name. There you go. I'll make sure I put links to all these. You'll find her everywhere all, all across the web. Uh, I encourage you to follow Tony. Quite fun what she's doing. You'll enjoy her writings, her photographs, all the great things, and you'll realize, you know what? If Tony can go out and have fun with cars, I think I can figure out a way to do that as well. So get out there and have fun with what you're passionate about. Tony, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your life's experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. I had fun too. Thanks, Tony. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me 
on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!